Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with big name interviews each week, just like the one I released yesterday with the police legend Stuart Copeland. It's gone down an absolute storm. Thank you to everyone that's reached out since the release of that interview. If you haven't listened to it yet, then you really, really do have to go back and listen to it. It's a cracker. Anyway, we also do these short daily episodes too, just like this one. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now today, Today is September the 13th and we're remembering someone who was laid to rest on this day in 1978. But as always, we start with looking at some birthdays and we start with Megadeth star and former Metallica man Dave Mustaine. Dave, with just the six platinum albums and a Grammy Award in his back pocket, turns 61 years old today. And also celebrating is drummer, son of Ringo Starr, who's worked with The Who and many others, Zach Starkey. Zach is 57 years old today. But for our main story, we remember the original and best drummer with The Who. Yes, on this day in 1978, the legendary drummer Keith Moon was cremated. Keith had died the week before, aged just 32 years old. A sad ending to one of rock's greatest drummers and still today one of the genre's great figures. He and John Bonham were really the drummers who were household names. Now, the ceremony took place at London's Golders Green Crematorium with his ashes spread in its Garden of Remembrance. So for the clip today, I wanted to go back to the very first episode of Vintage Rock Pod, Kenny Jones, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer with the faces and small faces, and who would be the man to replace Keith in The Who. Now, he told me during the interview the incredible story of being with Keith Moon the night that he died. It's kind of very, very sad in a way that you spent the night before he passed away with him as well, didn't you? Well, I was forming another band with Glenn Johns, our record producer. We were, he and I were putting a band together, which is like half American, half English, kind of an English Ingalls sort of type of feel, you know. Um, it's it great. We had a record deal. We were just about to sign it for a million and a half dollars, which was a great lot of money in those days. So I was really excited about it. And uh, I'd just, just flown back from America, met one of the American guys, and found myself off a plane into a, a premiere. Uh, Paul McCartney was having the premiere of the, his Buddy Holly film that he produced. And he was, I found myself in this, in, uh, instead of going to the premiere first, he had a party first, the after party first, around the corner from the cinema. In a, I think it was called Peppermint Park, I think the, the place he had the, the party in. And I was up on a table with um, Keith, Paul and Linda McCartney, Paul's brother from the scaffold, and David Frost, who wasn't a sir then, uh, Keith said to me, what are you up to? I said, well, I just got stepped, stepped off a plane. I'm really tired. I said, I told him about the band. He said, oh, great, good. I said, what about you? He said, I said, you look, you're looking well. He said, yeah, no, so I'm off the booze. He said, I'm taking these pills that keep me off the booze. He said, if I, if I have a drink, they have a violent reaction on me. I get really sick and horrible. So he said, I, you know, so I don't touch a drink. I've been like that. I said, oh, great, keep it up. And that was that. So then we went around the corner, walked around the corner on mass to the Odeon in the uh, Leicester Square, watched the film. After the film had finished, I said goodbye to everyone, Keith and Pete and well, Roger and all that, everyone. And left, went to bed, woke up the next day, rubbed my eyes, turned the TV on, and the news was on straight away. And it said, uh, rock star Keith Moon has been found dead in his room 
uh, do I go overdose? I went, no, what has he done now? What practical joke is he playing now? It can't be true. I've just been with him. And it turns out it was true. But it was an accidental. It's only when I joined him I found out what happened. What had happened is after that premiere, he'd gone home. Uh, I think it was about 1.30 in the morning. Uh, took his normal pill that he would take, went to bed, and then woke up a couple of hours later and thought it was morning made some breakfast, took this pill, the morning pill. And if you take those pills too close together, it slows your heart down. So it's an accidental overdose. There you go. So according to the press, it's a drug overdose. Very sad, very sad. I mean, I, I would have given anything not to be in the Who. You know, I'd much rather him be there. As I've always said all the way through my whole career with the Who, you know, my time with the Who, I've, I've always said there's only one drummer for the Who, and that's Keith Moon. And there always will be one. The only drummer for doing it is Keith Moo. Even though I, I was kind of filling in for a bit, you know, to a, I suppose, till to to they found someone appropriate. Luckily enough, they found Zach, and I got Keith's drum kit, and I took it over to to Zach when he was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. set him up in the front room as a surprise. I, I showed uh, Zach how to play a little bit. The wonderful Kenny Jones there. Please do check out the full interview. As I said, it's the first episode going back two years now. He tells other incredible stories about Keith and the rest of The Who, as well as his time with Rod Stewart in The Faces and the early days of the mod movement with The Small Faces and friendships with Rolling Stones and and loads of other stuff as well on there. It's fantastic. It's a great listen. Check it out. Episode one of Vintage Rock Pod. But that's it for September 13th. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about a platinum release from one of the Sunset Strip's favourite bands of the 80s. But until then, take care.